Welcome to Monk's Tape. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Monk's Take. This is Monk's Take number five. And today we have cross country and track and field head coach Tom Dan with us to talk about the season uh, this fall. Coach, uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Corey. You know, great to be here. It's going to be a lot of fun. Very cool. Uh, we, we've really enjoyed the podcast that we've done so far, and, and uh, we're, we're happy to have you in here to talk about your team and, and the season that uh, has already started with a, a race early on, late August. Right. And now with after a two-week break, you guys are back at it this weekend at UNE. So just kind of talk about uh, your teams mm-hmm. and your expectations and all of the above, I suppose. Well, I think um, certainly with both teams, we're very young. Um, what we noticed with the first meet over at Colby Sawyer, which we call the early bird meet, um, our top two ladies on the, you know, on the ladies' side were freshmen. And... Um, and then on the guy side, uh, the top three guys are sophomores. And um, so we've got a young team and uh, that looks really good for the future. Definitely. And you're talking about the guys, uh, Troy Hendricks, Michael Brooks, and Jacob Huberdo. Um, just to touch on them a little bit, I know that's that's pretty unique. And maybe it's been a while since you've had three guys in the same class, maybe the Mats way back yeah. in the early 2000s. Yeah, the that's a good one. Had. Right. Um, yeah, the, I think. That really was a big shot in the arm for our program when they came in as freshmen last year and really you know, ability-wise uh, led the team quite well last year. Um, certainly, we have a lot of upperclassmen that have been doing a tremendous job improving, leading the team in, in many different ways. Um, but in terms of sheer ability and, and really, man, these guys work so hard. And what's really interesting about these three is that they're so different as runners, but they all run about the same time. It's really quite amazing. They have just different styles of racing and different needs uh, training-wise, but they all seem to be within you know, 30 seconds of each other usually or something like that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, even as individuals, they look physically different. Yeah. I'd say Troy is probably the traditional runner build. Yeah, thin, and, and the lean, other guys are obviously yeah. very fit, but right. they're just, you wouldn't necessarily guess that's their skill set. Yeah, and Michael Brooks is just really amazing what he does. He came out of uh, Cape Elizabeth High School as a sprinter, and I think he, th- he ran maybe one or two distance events when he was in high school, but as he says, didn't do very well in it at all. And uh, it's just phenomenal what he's doing. And, and he's... He's one of the hardest workers I've ever worked with. And I see him running all the time. Yeah, he's he's up around 70 miles a week and wow. as a sophomore and really a second-year runner in terms of distance running. So I'm not he sure loves I, it. That's what he likes to do. I'm not sure I drive 70 miles <laughs> yeah, a week. Yeah, probably not. You know, <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, but that's great. It certainly bodes well for the program. Uh, let's touch upon a, a little bit on the women's side, of course. Uh, you mentioned two freshmen were were leading times in that first yeah. meet, that early bird. Yeah, and of Kel- course, you have some solid returners and right. Lauren Fisher and the like. Exactly. Yeah, Lauren uh, had a really great year last year as a first year runner for us, uh, transfer, and um, she's pretty much picking up where she left off. Uh, yet we've got these two freshmen that uh, both from Cape Elizabeth High School. Uh, Kelsey Kennedy led the way last week, uh, two weekends ago and ran a really, really solid time um, on a new course over at Colby Sawyer. And then Camilla Grosso, also from Cape Elizabeth, uh, caught Lauren on the last stretch and just 
beat her by a second or two. And so Lauren was right there as well. But And then Haley Gunn, um, uh, also a Mainer from high school last year. Uh, she's um, uh, doing real well too. She's in the top five and really, really happy with how she's running. And, and, and I think Haley's probably someone who has so much to grow in, in terms of learning the sport. Uh, she's kind of raw, raw talent. And I think she's really going to be a good one. Yeah, sometimes the diamond in the rough, it, you know, you, you get these athletes. I believe Sarah Curtin was more of a track right. athlete, and she came in and, of course, did very, very well for us on, on the yeah. cross-country trails. Yep, definitely. So now, the one thing that's always interesting to me, at least, is is that high school distances for the guys are different. So they come into college, and right. they're running 8Ks, and they've never run 8Ks before. Right. It's a 6K in high school? No, it's a 5K. It's a 5K, yeah, so 5K. it's considerably longer. Yeah, they're going from 5K to 8K, so that's you know a little over three miles to five miles, and that's pretty significant. So some handle it really well because they're just naturally more endurance-oriented, and other ones who are maybe more speed-oriented, they're the ones that have a little tougher time with it sometimes. So is there a point in the season where you look for the, the, the freshman to kind of turn that corner? Whereas yeah, definitely. Time, yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, once they start getting used to how to how to race five miles, 8K, um, and pacing it correctly and believing that they can do it, then they start to run a little bit better as time goes on. But some of them fall right into it and have no problem from the get-go. I think Michael Brooks was someone like that last year. Right, so. right, definitely. And and every 8K is different, of course. Right. I mean, it's it's not like a, a baseball diamond where it's 60 feet, 6 inches, and it's <laughs> yeah. flat, and it's the same distance. Yeah, it might be 8K every time, but the hills are different, and the terrain's different, and yeah, there's a lot of differences in the courses. And our course, I know you take great pride in our course here on campus, and uh, you know it's a beautiful course. Probably one of the more difficult ones that we run. Is that correct? Yeah, it's definitely a challenging course. I mean, there's parts of it that aren't, but then when you get to the challenging parts, they're challenging. and mm. I like it because it's true cross country. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the super flat courses at the championship level because I don't think it really tells you who the best cross country runners are. So right. that's why I like our course so much. Plus it helps us uh, to prepare for the other courses that might be a little bit more demanding because we train on a demanding course. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Well, that's, that's an interesting. And then aspect. the women in terms of moving up, I will add this. Uh, they stay at 5K, but the championship races are six kilometers. So that does add a little bit, you know, 0.6 miles kind of thing. I'm a proponent of making all the races six kilometers because right, I think not? the high schoolers should have some kind of progression like the guys do. Mm. Plus the times that the ladies run for 6K isn't that much different than what the guys run normally as an average for the 8K. And so it's actually a little bit easier to to train the athletes in a similar fashion because their race times are similar. That makes sense. So. GNAC, is that a 6K this year? Yeah, First I proposed time? last year to make it a 6K and almost all the coaches in the GNAC agreed all but one. Um, and so it's gonna be a 6K. And since we're hosting it, we're making our home meet also a 6K. And so every team, every coach that wanted to get into our meet, I made sure that they knew it was a 6K ahead of time because some coaches don't want to do that early in the season. But I think, uh, I don't think it affected our, you know, the, how many teams are coming. Right. It's not too early, really. It's middle of October no. for our home meet. Right. And so the, the, the conference means right around the corner. So right. that shouldn't be affected yeah, too much. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's another course map change. 
Yeah, it this is. year for a Yeah, I've already course. done a hand drawn one, but hopefully at some point we'll do our little satellite. <laughs> the uh, Google uh, Maps. All right, right. But that'll happen at some point. So, so Coach, now you've been doing this a long time. And, you know, obviously now the athletes are three sport athletes for the most part. A right. lot of the cross country runners do indoor and outdoor track. Right. And that's great. And we've, we've looked for that program progression for a long time and now we have it we're five or six years seven years into our our track, track program. program yeah it's crazy so talk about what what that does for you uh recruiting and time management wise i know it, it's one of those things where people don't look at it but you're coaching all year yeah and not it's not like that for other coaches and so it's a different animal right there's always something you have to plan for and, and not taken away at all from any of the other coaches and what they do they have their non-traditional right of course part of the season and all that but it is it is a different animal um and i think one of the things i've had to really work on uh, probably mostly for the distance runners is um not over racing them and that's hard to do with cross country indoor and outdoor mm. some of the freshmen quite often say i'm not going to do indoor track and i'm just going to wait for outdoor the problem with that is i can't train them mm. and um so they're behind and so they're behind and, and it i think all, almost all of them would agree that it's a lot tougher to uh to keep on training on your own than it is with a team so uh, what i'm going to try to propose to them for those who feel like they need a little bit of a break is to continue the training be an indoor and outdoor track but maybe not run every meet and we've I, seen that. I think certainly there's no problem with that. We don't really worry about the scoring and in, in most of the meets, indoors and outdoors as much. Let you know, like in high school, you worry a little bit more about the team scores, I suppose. But yeah, we don't worry as much about that. We're focused on preparing for the GNAC championships and getting athletes into the New England championships and things like that. So exactly. Uh, so I think that's a way to solve, um, you know, kind of preventing the burnout, which are you know just overdoing it. But you got to stay in shape. If you're going to be a college runner, you got to stay in shape. Well, a college so. athlete in general, I mean, it's, exactly. it's hard. Also, going through that, you know, people that go through like the weight loss, gain it back, right. lose it again. It's a similar kind yeah. of thing. Where and usually, you see more injuries when someone takes too much time off and then tries to come back, and that's where the injuries happen. So you want to try to stay fit and still take a break. I and mean, everyone mm. needs a break, but um, that, that's how we're going to try to solve it. So, what's it like for you taking a step back from teaching for the first time? Um, I miss it a lot. Uh, there's a lot of parts of it I miss. Some I don't miss. You know, <laughs> some of the the Wednesday night late meetings I don't yeah. have those. But um, uh, I I feel like after 20 years of teaching and in teaching exercise science, it relates a lot to what I do as a coach. That I'm still teaching, but I'm really taking all that information and putting it that much more into cross country and track and field. And so I feel like I'm still teaching, but yes, it's different. I'm not. I'm teaching one class right now, and um, I'm I'm very happy with the decision of being a full-time coach, for, without a doubt. Right. So yeah, it, it worked out well, and I know that you always love teaching, like you said, and and now you kind of you both are in one pot now. I would right. say it's it's yeah. you, you're right. You're still teaching, but it's a different. You're applying those things that fit to your athletes. Yeah, I taught courses that relate highly to cross-country track and field mm. and, and other sports, really, but and. Uh, so it's been really fun for me to take some of that information and kind of organize it. And we do a lot of it during the preseason, you know, the nutrition and, um, you know, getting good sleep and, right. you know, and all those kind of things. So. so talk a little bit about 
uh, I know this is obviously a cross country conversation, but the, the the three seasons, you know, the the nature of your sports, your assistant coaches, obviously very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk Absolutely. about your coaching staff. I know Lucas Fisher, an alum, was a GA, he was doing great things. He's also in the admissions office. Um, obviously, the Robinsons are a huge help. Absolutely. And Kate Hall, we, we have to talk a little bit about Kate Hall. Yeah, well, overall, I mean, you think of the years of experience we have in here with the Robinsons. They've been coaching for, oh my gosh, you know, 50, I think Dave Robinson said this is his 51st year of coaching. Oh my God. And, um, and Lorraine's been, I think he said 25 years. So that's a lot of great experience at different levels uh, that they bring to the table for our program. And then Kate Hall doesn't have as much coaching experience, but obviously she's been at the Division One level, and and she's being coached by someone now at the professional level who's doing a tremendous job with her, and she's bringing a lot of that information to our kids. And I mean, we're having her do all the resistance training and core training with the distance runners, even though she's in the sprint world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a lot of it's uh, you know helpful for all athletes and so what she's bringing to uh to these distance runners in terms of preparing them for running and lifting and just being better athletes all around um is tremendous it's just another level altogether that most of us uh, common folk can't relate to yeah it's kind of like what i call the contemporary stuff that's out there you know mm. there's a lot of, a lot of things you can read about um, but the, these are the training methods that are being used by the best coaches out there with for the best athletes. And yeah. we have it right here at St. Joe's College. And I, th- I just think that's uh, helping the program tremendously. And and the athletes just absolutely love her. She, they just think she's uh, doing such a great job. Uh, she's very humble. Uh, she's got a great style of yeah. coaching. Um, and they believe in her. And so they work hard. And it's made all the difference. And for people that don't know, Kate Hall was a high school a national record holder in the long jump. Yep. What was so her distance? 22.5. 22.5. Yeah. Which most high school boys would love to do. They'd be a state champion if yeah. they did that. And yeah, it's just amazing. <laughs> it's crazy. She, she went on to win uh, NCAA Division One right. championships and things yeah. like that. And now she's obviously a pro uh, sprinter and long jumper and working towards hopefully getting into uh, the Olympics, Olympics coming yeah. up next yeah. summer. Unfortunately, she had a... A little bit of an off day at the uh, the U.S. Championships, trying to make it to the World Championships, which are, are coming up in about two weeks. And uh, unfortunately, she wasn't able to make that team. But um, she's put that behind her, and she's going forward and starting to prepare for next year. So let's talk a little bit about Lucas Fisher, who has has some good, uh, you know, institutional yeah. memory. He's been here yeah. a while now, six. Sixth year, last yeah, year was his first right. as a coach. Exactly, he was an outstanding runner and and track athlete, and just a, a great guy to have around and and so friendly and and knowledgeable and and all the above. Just talk about Lucas and what yeah. He's well, done. I think one of the great things about Lucas is he's so passionate and he, uh, just about running and being a college student and the college experience and all that. And he just portrays that every day that he's here at practice, and I, I think the the kids, so to speak, uh, really appreciate that and really motivates them um, to kind of do the, some of the things that he did as a as an athlete, student athlete. Right. Um, he came from a really good high school program at Coe Brown, and um, he's been bringing some ideas to me about some things that he thinks we should try. And um, so we're going to work on some things and see if we can't better the program as much as possible. 
great. It's always good to have other people in the room that can bring things to the table and change things up and, and bring different ideas for sure. So let's get back to your season here uh, coming up uh, at UNE. Mm -hmm. Uh, Traditionally that's, there's a lot of solid programs at that meet. What are your goals for, I don't know if you have a finish goal for your teams or if it's more of a certain number of runners run a certain time or you've been there so many times. I think we, um, I mean, we always look at the year, the results from the past, like last year and other years, but we try to minimize that part of it. Um, it's really a matter of um, each member of the team getting themselves prepared and accepting their current fitness and how they're feeling and um, just running to the best of their ability. We try not to look at the end product too much because that's usually something that creates anxiety and that's mm. not something we really need. No. No one needs. So I, I think our focus has always been, at least I'm trying to push it in this program, in our program here, but is um, just to think about how you run as an athlete and what you're thinking. And if you hit that moment where you have some self-doubt or you think you can't do it, then what are you going to do? How, how are the, you know, we call it the process, set the process goals. What, what is the process that will get you to those things that you want? Hmm. And if every member of the team does that, then our team is going to do as well as they can that day. And if it means that we take some hardware home, that's icing on the cake is the way we look at it. Yeah. So if we, if we don't, last year we tied for second, got nip, nipped out on a tiebreaker, and so we didn't bring home hardware. Well, who cares? No one really remembers that. Mm. It would have been nice, um, but still. It would have been nice, yeah. but does it really matter? No. What did we gain out of that meet, and how did it help us for other meets? And that's really the way we try to look at it. Right. So. So obviously the big meet for us is the Great Northeast Athletic Conference Championship, which right. again this year is on our campus. Mm-hmm. So the the dartboard has to be pointed right at that event and That's everything's working towards that event. I tell you, the GNAC, being in the GNAC and having championship uh, meets has been probably the biggest impact in our program is because we have something to focus on. Yeah. Years ago when we were an independent um, we didn't really look at the state of Maine meet because some of those schools are frankly just out right, of our you're going league right the now. And it's and just a different it's just, ball yeah, game. So we'd finish kind of the same place every year, even if we we're improving or, and so it just didn't mean as much. And you go to the new England championships and you've got 70 schools in there. And, right. you know, even if you have a great day, you might finish 35th or something. And yeah. it's, just, it's just really, really tough. Well, GNAX is a whole new thing now. And um, the outdoor championships in track, uh, that just completely turned the program around. And now we've got an indoor championships yeah, this year. great experiences for the athletes. And, and that's sure. what they focus on. That's what we yeah. want to do well. We want to win GNAC championships. So, mm. um, But even that, I have to be really careful not to focus on that too much because that does create a lot of anxiety. No matter how much you tell them not to do that, if you overemphasize the result that you want, we just don't perform well. Most athletes. That's in don't any. That's in well. any sport. That's right. You know, uh, baseball. If you if you want to hit four hundred one day, you go over four. It's right. It's almost impossible to hit four hundred if you're yeah. you know if you're not close to it already. And basketball, all of it. It's yeah. all the same. So you it's just not can't unique. overthink. You got to get to the process. You got to trust yourself. You got the athlete has to believe in what what their ability is. And and we have a saying in art that I stole from a podcast I listened to. If you can't be great, be good. We always want to be great. We want to have mm-hmm. our best performances, but you're not going to do that every time. No. 
Um, and so if you're not having a great day, you can't just pack it in and, and, um, and have a terrible day. Right. You, you don't want to, you don't want to do that. That's not good for the team. It's not that good can for snowball the in the wrong direction. Right. Yeah. So at least try to be good, salvage what you can. And, and usually that you start to realize that you're in more control of you, of who you are as an athlete and, and the little things that might, um, derail you a little bit that day isn't such a big deal because you're you're trying to at least be good if you can't be great yeah so no, it totally makes sense and uh, let's talk a little bit about the athletes that we have maybe haven't mentioned so far and and some of the ones that you expect to maybe surprise some people or have really improved uh, i know there are some names i've seen in the results early mm -hmm. you know mike mason i was just I was just thinking he, mike he's mason, a guy yeah. who seems to be you know he's a He's a, a, a great personality on yeah. your team. I know that yeah. much. He's one of our captains, and he um, he's just such a great leader and has such a great attitude. Cross country is not an easy sport for him. He's a middle mm -hmm. distance runner. He's he, his specialty is really eight hundred, and he runs a good four hundred. Um, and he was your fourth runner in the first meet of the year. Correct. Yeah. Right. And what's great about that is that Ricky Reyes, who's one of our uh, freshman uh, first year runners, is also a middle distance runner, and he's never run an eight k before. Oh boy! And but they happen to be fairly close in ability, and um, I and we're just you know talk about a process. The process for Ricky is run with Mike because the yeah. two are very closely aligned, and they they're both middle distance runners, and I think that's what's going to get Ricky to the finish line in a satisfactory way. So nice, yeah. Any other guys you want to um, you want to mention? Another freshman, uh, Devin Abbott from uh, Noble High School. Um, Got to know his dad real well, just hanging out with him at some of the high school meets when I was recruiting. Uh, he's actually a Wells High School uh, girls basketball coach. He's really into the sports. And um, Devin is just a hard worker and got a great attitude. And um, he's just doing a tremendous job. I think he's going to do really well for us. Nice. Um, and um, yeah, so those are... You know, there's a lot of guys in the team. That right, I could talk right. About. You, you wouldn't be able to mention them all, right. of course. Uh, so on the women's side, I know we have some upperclassmen there. They look Marissa Query and, yep. and and names like that that have done well. Yeah, Marissa's done really great. She's been fighting a little bit of a, a health issue and just trying to work her way back. And she's just trying so hard. And sometimes her body's saying no on a certain day. And so we're listening to it. And um, as she always says, I'll be back, coach. I'll be back. And there's no <laughs> doubt she'll be back. And she's she's on her way back. She just has to kind of take a be a little patient. And uh, but she's doing a tremendous job for us. And I love her uh, her attitude and hard work ethic. So so for her, the GNAX is probably the goal. That's right. To be yeah, ready for that exactly at her peak. Um, and then we have, I mean, almost too many to name, but we have a really solid group of uh, runners that are probably yeah, all roster. within, yeah, but yeah. within a minute of each other, they all come in in a pack. And that's really helpful because if you have a couple that have an off day, you got a couple others that are having a good day, yeah. a better day. And um, we, I can almost just count on that, that pack scoring the points that we need. Um, so I, I'm, I'm real excited for the ladies team for um, this season as, as with the guys team for sure. Oh, definitely. And, you know, for, for you folks, be sure to come out and attend the, the home meets because it's a really cool atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, not only is it a beautiful time to be in Maine, you know, the fall, the foliage and, and all those things. Mm -hmm. And it's usually, you know, 50s for temperatures. Right. It's, there's no bugs. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's always good. <laughs> but it, it's it's a beautiful location, of course, on, on Sebago Lake. 
and a lot of people come out and there's a lot of teams that come to campus and it's just really a very cool event and uh, you know we look for the monks to contend and, and be in the mix this year for sure so coach anything else that you want to add to this podcast no i just just kind of what you're saying there come on out and support us because that that's just so helpful and we're not like some of the other teams that have multiple games we just have our home meet on october 12th and then we have the gnac championships what two or three weeks after that november 2nd i think it is yeah yep and um so yeah we'd love to have the support out there it's, it is a lot of fun and it's a it's a very fan friendly course so you can get around in different parts of the course and and cheer the monks on so definitely yeah. i'm sure some courses you don't maybe you don't see them other than the beginning of the end yeah. but here there's definitely a lot of yeah, places definitely. you can watch yeah for sure you know very cool so uh coach thanks a lot for joining us today it's been a great it's been a great conversation and and uh, good luck this season all right thanks a lot great, appreciate it all right. All right, folks, that has been Monk's Take episode number five with Coach Tom Dan. Uh, Be sure to tune in next time as we visit with women's soccer head coach Janelle Harris. Thanks again, folks. Have a great day.